One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/achieve today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, listeners. This is Kareem letting you know about the latest Rusty Quill original podcast on Neon Inkwell, The Pit Below Paradise. The Pit Below Paradise is a US coming-of-age tale set years in the future in the ruins of a burnt world. Small communities struggle in the ashes, and in Paradise Village, Dorian is set to sacrifice himself for the hope of a better tomorrow. At least, that's what he thought. But when the date of prophecy is pulled into question, Dorian's whole world is turned on its side. Forced to attend college to keep up appearances, Dorian meets Will, a former gravedigger with no reason to suspect his vibrant new roommate might soon be facing death, and Ruth, a returned runaway trying to make peace with the past. As Dory only just starts to learn about herself, she's forced to choose whether she still believes everything she was told growing up, or whether she wants to place her trust in a wider, more daunting world that she's only just come to know. The Pit Below Paradise is available now on Neon Inkwell, our ongoing home for full cast fiction podcasts written by creators from all around the world. Just search Neon Inkwell wherever you get your podcasts. Rusty Quill Presents Chapter and Multiverse And welcome to Chapter and Multiverse, the actual play podcast where we explore the same city across multiple parallel universes. I am your game master, Maddie Searle, pronoun she, her. And today we'll be meeting the characters in our first ever campaign of Masks, A New Generation. And before we go any further, I would like to introduce our fabulous players who are going to be taking us through this campaign, starting off with Pip Gladwin. Hi, I'm Pip Gladwin, pronouns he, him, and... uh... I'm super excited to be here. Yeah. And Lori. 
Hello, I'm Lori Ann Davis, she, her, and I am also super excited to be here. You might be able to tell from the little tremble in my voice. Very excited. (laughs) (laughs) And Ahmed. Hi, I'm Ahmed Al-Jabri, and I am super stoked to be here. (laughs) (laughs) And Lid. Uh, Hi, I'm Lydia Nicholas, uh, pronouns she, they, and I'm just chill. folks (laughs) folks like, <laughs> yeah that's cool that's cool take it or leave it yeah i'm totally cool with this i'm not so pumped what no chill <laughs> yeah totes chill totes chill so yeah we are going to be introducing our characters both to each other and to the audience uh so i am i am the keeper of the secrets i know what all your characters are but you don't necessarily know what each other's characters are does anyone want to go first Happily, happily, I will go first. Amazing. <laughs> All right, Lori. So in Mask, you can have many different names, including like human names, alien names, hero names, like whatever. So what, what, what name or names does your character have? So my character, um, her given name then is Bladeweth Morgan. Ooh. But don't worry, everybody. She likes to be called Morgan. <laughs> you don't have to pronounce the Welsh, uh, the Welsh name. And she doesn't have her superhero name yet. Ooh. Is that something I can say? I don't know what I can say, actually. I enthusiastically volunteered myself and immediately I'm like, how much can I say? <laughs> Maddie, guide me. It's entirely up to you. It's like if you if you want things to be a surprise, mm. um, keep, keep them under wraps. It's yeah, it's entirely up to you. OK, um, so she lives with her uncle, Owain. He raised her. And she has some superpowers, which I will tell you about. <laughs> uh, she has super strength and speed Ooh. and vitality absorption. <gasps> so if you think of her base level is like Captain America kind of super strength and speed. So she's, you know, hunky, amped up basically from a normal human. But the vitality absorption comes in where she can absorb energy from living things so that could be plants that could be people mm-hmm. and that amps her up even further so in theory she has the ability to go up to like i don't know superman levels but Ooh. we've never done that because it does take its toll on the living thing that she absorbs from oh, no. so i think she's a, she's a bit afraid to test that and presumably an emotional toll on herself. Well, yes. <laughs> Which is what this game's all about. Um, but what she does... Mm, oh, I don't know. Do I want to keep that a secret? Okay, now I'm going to keep that a secret. <laughs> a redacted. All right. What does Morgan look like? Her most striking feature is that she has very, very bright green eyes. Like almost, not glowing, but almost very, very bright and eye-catching then. She has long tawny hair so i mean i am kind of describing myself here which is (laughs) especially the energy absorption yes (laughs) i'm actually giving out more energy right now i think than absorbing (laughs) i haven't given much thought beyond that like she's caucasian just some hovering eyes yeah hovering eyes (laughs) all around her yes um i like the idea that she has like some Celtic tattoos, kind of like Love Spoon style designs. So I don't know if you're familiar with Love Spoons. It's a Welsh cultural thing. And so there's lots of 
hearts and like maybe daffodils and like you know the celtic they used to be really popular years and years ago like oh my gosh what are they called like celtic knots bands or celtic knots yeah and things like that just like on her arms and her limbs and how many limbs yeah, I know. Arms I didn't and limbs. like she has more than so four. many limbs. <laughs> All of the limbs. Did I not mention if that? If you've got more than the normal amount of limbs, then you've really buried the lead here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just a couple of tattoos on her 12 I'm limbs. I can only state that she has two arms and two legs because I feel like I have now made it that I need to. And how old is Morgan? Oh, thank you. Morgan is 21. Sweet. So, yeah. So, Laurie, uh, your character has a thing called mm. Doom Signs. Can you explain that a little bit more? Oh, my character is... I'm playing the Doomed, Ooh. which is a type of character in the game Masks. <laughs> yeah. Has that been established? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I mean, as opposed to me just being like, I've decided <laughs> I'm doomed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so... It's basically things that I can do, but if I do them, I have to mark them off on my sheet and it takes me closer to my doom. Ooh. Um, so I have five abilities available to me. So one is dark visions and I, I have to have chosen one that I can take at the start, I believe, if I, if I recall correctly. And I've decided to take dark visions because my uncle, Owain, he is also a superhero or he has super abilities and his ability is that he has visions of the future and he can predict things Ooh. that, you know, may happen somewhat murkily. So I have inherited that from him as well. I have the dark visions, uh, which basically means I can ask the GM a question and uh, Maddie has to answer it honestly. <laughs> what did you have for breakfast? Yes, really helpful thing. Tell me your deepest, most shameful secret, Maddie. <gasps> oh no, I will not abuse that power in that awful way. <laughs> Another one is infinite powers. So basically I can use any ability from anybody's playbook. Portal, I can appear in a scene with anyone I want. Burning bright... Oh, something we haven't touched on is sanctuary. So there's a thing called a sanctuary and the GM, if you want to go to your sanctuary, the GM kind of says, oh, you have to satisfy this thing to be able to go there. I can go to my sanctuary and call upon the resources in my sanctuary without having to fulfill the GM's demand, basically. And bolstered, I get to use an adult move, which I will confess, I do not know what an adult move is. <laughs> It's just basically like the more emotionally mature versions of the oh. basic moves. So like as your character grows up and becomes more oh, nice. mature, you can do like more powerful versions of the moves you already have, the basic moves that, that all characters have access to. That's a lovely thing. Yes. Amazing. All right. Any any other little tidbits about your character before we finish up? I guess it's worth saying that my sanctuary is my home that I grew up in with my uncle. Um, it's quite remote purposefully so which hopefully will come up at some point and it has a big library because basically my uncle has collected a huge library of books so that he can help research and understand his visions and I have access to that there's also my things there and it's somewhere that I go to recharge lovely all right so we have now met Morgan uh, who wants to come forward next with their character 
Happy to give it a shot. Amazing. Yeah. All right, let's. Who are you playing? Uh, I am Minnie Smithson, who is a perfectly ordinary human individual. <laughs> <laughs> I see. Yep. That is uh, who I am. And that's what I'm doing. Just an ordinary human. Ordinary human. <laughs> a human, but ordinary. Minnie Smithson. Smithson is great. <laughs> Does Minnie have a hero name or any other kind of names that what? we should know about? Um, not that you should know about, no. I'm a, just an ordinary human. <laughs> just, yeah, that's me. Ordinary <laughs> and human. <laughs> Sounds like there's nothing more to investigate. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> Reached a dead end in our inquiries here. <laughs> uh, Minnie is... Uh, a small white human. Uh, they ap- appear pretty female shaped, female human shaped, I should say, uh, and pretty femme in attitude. Uh, their hair is uh, long and uh, looks kind of iridescent black from certain angles. Ooh. It shimmers with blue purple iridescence. But that's like normal, right? <laughs> <laughs> it may have some streaks of neon color in as well. Uh, it kind of looks like an extremely sophisticated dye job, which is totally what it is. Because <laughs> I'm an ordinary human. Um, and my eyes are a very dark blue that borders on purple, which is so human. I don't think you could get more human than that. Sometimes they like glow a bit when, um, like when I get emotional, but... I mean, humans do strange things, right? I'm sure it's just the light, right? I'm sure it's just being a human. Yeah. And uh, I live in a flat with some other ordinary humans, including uh, Benson McDykel, uh, who is totally human. Uh, and Cleo Schmirk, also human. Uh, and we totally get on. Um even though, like, we broke up a while ago and, like, you know, their new partner is fine. And I totally am okay with overhearing their smoochy Zoom oh, calls. No. Like, that's cool. Yeah. I'm a human. Um, <laughs> and I, I work at a shoe shop and uh, while I'm trying to get my journalism career off the, off the tracks, off the, off the human things. Yeah. Very human. What age is Minnie? Like in human years, um, which are yeah. the only years that I'm concerned with, obviously, like mm-hmm. 22. Yeah. Is there any backstory or... Uh... What? I'm a human. Why would I have, like, anything to reveal? Humans don't have <laughs> secrets. I'd be happy to know, Lydia, that my notes for you have the name and the age that you gave uh, and then just the word human. Human. Yeah. And just underline that because I am... Very human. That's what I am. Double underlined. Being a human. Um, so, Pip, do you want to go next? I will go next. Yes. I will be playing a young man by the name of Joseph Teller. That's his name. Um, he's about 21. Cool. That's that's all we need to know, I'm sure. <laughs> Does Joseph have a hero name currently? He's not been on the scene for very long. In terms of being out in the world, being a public superhero, 
and even the time that he has spent out whenever there's been camera crews or you know, witnesses or anything like that. He's not sort of stuck around and done the whole sort of, hey, I'm the newest superhero on the block. There's generally shots of him like disappearing up a building or slipping away. Generally, there's lots of sort of blurry shots of who is this person, this mystery man. But the name Zenith has come up in relation to him. Sick. All right. And what kind of powers slash abilities does Zenith slash Joseph have? A grand total of no superpowers whatsoever. Hmm. He is very, very stealthy. He seems extremely well trained. He uh, uses gadgets here and there. There's sort of, you know, smoke bombs, grappling hooks, that kind of thing. But he hasn't publicly displayed anything that would present itself as being like a a superpower, something that a, a something that a human couldn't do. Could you just clarify what those things are that humans can't do? <laughs> <laughs> just for the record. You know, it's just we all like to clear that kind of thing up. It is useful to know. Mm-hmm. And are there any important people in his life that you would be willing to share now or would you prefer to leave that for later? I think for the audience, I'd be happy to share it with the players, just then a kind of you guys as players know, but your characters probably don't know this. But yeah, let's actually let's leave it. Let's leave it. It's going to become pretty abundantly obvious what I've done. Yeah. <laughs> probably already is to some people. Oh, that sounds exciting. Yeah, I like for like first scene. It's gonna, it's all, all gonna be laid out. What? None of us have anything to reveal very soon after things start. <laughs> chortle, chortle. My uh, moves. If you want to know my moves, yes, go for it. My moves are been reading the files, which uh, basically it's uh, it's given me access to a database um, about superhumans, like a research database where I can find out things. Another one of these ones that allows me to ask a question of the GM about something that's going on or all that kind of thing. I have be mindful of your surroundings, which allows me, if I assess a situation before entering a fight, I can ask more questions of Maddie. I'm basically just stacking up all of this, you know, give me all the info before we go in. <laughs> Very much like a, to be prepared. He's a, he's a Boy Scout. He's, he's not, he's not a Boy Scout. I mean, he might have been at some point, but anyway. Uh, and then we pulled one from another playbook, which is for uh, it's from the Beacon playbook, which I don't think any of us are playing. Uh, but the Beacon has one called "No Powers and Not Nearly Enough Training." So the sort of archetype of the like fresh young superhero doesn't know what they're doing, and that's not who Joseph is. So we've reskinned that as "No Powers and All the Training." <laughs> And it sort of allows me to have a, a little resource that's kind of always going on. And I'm acquiring little pieces of gear all the time. Um, I can only really have one at a time. I, I can get a few uses out of them and then clear it uh, in order to get a new one. So lots of adaptability. Um, mm. Yeah. So out of costume, to look at him, he is pretty forgettable. This is a young man who, in his short time on this earth, has cultivated forgettability. He is uh, slim, white, kind of like relatively ambiguous looking, but definitely closer to uh, a male. And when out and about, 
it's just like loose clothes, nothing ostentatious to him at all. He's tried to make himself look as dull as possible when not in costume. And when in costume, I don't think there's good enough pictures of it, honestly, um, to be found by anyone online. Um, but definitely leaning towards something full-bodied with a face mask or helmet and in either black or very dark green. Hard to tell because the pictures aren't good enough. Yeah, and uh, I guess that's all I've got. Amazing. All right. And before before we finish up with you, Pip, uh, what playbook are oh, you doing? Yes, the Protégé playbook is my playbook. playbook. Who has a playbook? We're all just humans. <laughs> 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 Should have gone with the human playbook like me. Yeah. <laughs> Walk around, be ordinary. That's what it says. And yes, Ahmed, last but not least, what what is your character's name and what playbook are you using? All right. So my character, his real name is Adib. And I am not going to add too much details because he's a Janus. So his, uh, ident- his real identity is a big deal to him. He has the power of fabric manipulation. So he can mind control anything that is made of fabric. His uh, suit is just a black suit with uh, uh, white ribbons around his arms. And he wears two shawls, one as a, ri- a turban over his head, a blue one which is his iconic signature, and a red one around his shoulder, which he controls to use like a net, or he uses uh, the ribbons to either tie people or maybe wrap them as a glove around his uh, fist. He is 20, 21. His moves are the mask, which allows him to switch once uh, per session to switch his savior and mundane abilities, or uh, sorry, labels. And mild-mannered. So whenever I use my civilian identity to deceive, trick, or slip past someone, I can roll and and try to use that uh, as a civilian. And finally, I'll save you, which uh, it has a high cost for uh, defending someone. I'm very cheerful, and I'm always just smiling. And this is like... I look like someone who doesn't take anything seriously. And do you have uh, important people in your life that you want to talk about now? Or do you, would you rather wait until later in the game? I will wait until later, until like when we decide who knows what about what from the group. Mm, fair, fair. All right. I know about human things. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think all right. I think now that we've met all the characters, it's time to take a short break. And when we come back, we'll be determining whether any of our characters have met each other before the events of the game. So we'll be back in just two minutes. I'm very excited. <laughs> Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Welcome back. All right, we now have met our characters, Joseph, Morgan, Minnie and Adib. And so um, I would like to ask whether any of you think you may have met before. I feel like you're all from very different worlds, so it is very understandable if you haven't, but maybe you just like bumped into each other in a coffee shop one time. So Ahmed, do you think that Adib will have met any of these other characters before? I would expect like if any of them is studying engineering, because I would probably studying something in engineering uh, or somewhere in campus. That is most likely because... If I go into action and get get into uh, my uniform, someone from why, or within my circle would notice. Hmm, mm. this guy disappears every time the other guy shows up. <laughs> Real Superman problems, yeah. Uh, I work in a shoe shop because you know ordinary human, so uh, yeah. not just not been around campus. I'm afraid. Have you bought any shoes recently? Okay, yeah, I would probably meet your character because I buy. And abnormally a lot of shoes for cosplay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> cool. Awesome. Then, yeah. And also we might have bonded over style because mini yeah. dresses, uh, like, there's just quirks to her style. Like, uh, general, I've written down her standard thing, like a big grey oversized sweater worn as a dress with a belt. And then, like, you know the fish-shaped soy sauce packets? But, like, <laughs> one of them strung on a necklace. Um... <laughs> And, you know, it's just like a cool quirk to it, which is totally deliberate. And uh, she's probably kind of taken, just commented on your cool style and mm. the way that you seem to always make fabric work for you. Like, I can never <laughs> make things fit like that. How are you doing it? That is so cool. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I would probably, uh, she would probably find out after a few times and seeing my uh, things mm. that I buy. Get become part of my outfit. Yeah, that would actually be that would be pretty cool. Like to so so, Minnie might not have told you yet, but Minnie has like a bit like she's picking up on when people are moving matter around in ways that might not be altogether human. <laughs> she's totally oh. human, but like so the fact that your clothes always fit perfectly, and like the style is always on point because. You know, why would you be able to manipulate fabric and get through so many clothes if you're not also, like, rocking them? So, Minnie's got an idea that something's going on. Something's going on there. This could also be a sort of, like, if you're buying a lot of shoes, 
Ahmed, do you think your character has been like, I'm assuming he's quite a public superhero. He's like out there. Uh, okay, so he is not, he's been doing it a few times. He's not like, oh, a famous popular one. He's just, you know, he's there. And even his his name, his superhero name, the turban, he didn't choose that. It's just, you know, because he's wearing a blue turban. And that's what P- the the press pointed out. Mm-hmm. Is there a, a moment where um, Minnie is watching some news report on something that Adib is what is doing in superhero garb? And is like, I sold those shoes. To- yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like, on on yeah. the on the on the screen, me like I'm, there's something about that dude. And yeah, <laughs> I bought the same shoe like three times because I yeah. cannot manipulate leather. Ah, interesting. Ah. Like, and I'm guessing one of the well, Minnie will be like slightly annoyed because she thought she was making a totally ordinary human friend. Um, oh. And was like, oh, dang! This one's a superhero. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm not a superhero, obviously, but like. Ah, again, swing and a miss. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna learn about ordinary human things. But, yeah, but no, yeah. they're like, I think they get on if that's okay with you. Like, they chat yeah. shoes, they chat fashion, they mm. have a they have a joke. She's actually created a buy five, get one free stamp just for you. Oh, because that's who so needs cute. those? For I already shoes? bought three. So. Yeah, 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 you're nearly <laughs> the there. Two are you're coming. Yeah, <laughs> I, I would. I would assume like our friendship to the point that I would have taken you shopping once or twice, and yes. whatever. Like we buy a lot of different things, and whenever I meet you, would probably put them together together all wrong. Yeah, like you're just like, oh yeah, get these tights, and like I come out and they're a very stylish belt. <laughs> like I've plaited it together, and I'm like, look, it's a cool belt. And you're like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I would assume that I probably have crossed paths with Zenith once or twice, like handling the same thing at the same time by coincidence. Yeah, I I think for any of us, probably, if anyone had crossed paths with him out of costume, well, he's unlikely to have engaged with you, and you are unlikely to you know remember it happening. So, so I think yeah, it probably would have been in costume. Yeah, absolutely. And not intentionally either. Like it would have been like one of those accidental by chance kind of <laughs> we both arrived to sort of bust the same drug ring or, or whatever <laughs> it is that we're doing today. <laughs> nice. And Lurie, who do you think Morgan may have crossed paths with? So I was I've been sitting here thinking she's I mean she's very purposefully been brought up quite isolated. And I was I didn't want at first I was like, maybe I've bought shoes from Lid, but actually Pip, you were saying, so Joseph does a lot of research, right? He does, yeah. I wonder if there's a way that makes sense that maybe Joseph knows my uncle or has borrowed, because my uncle has a really extensive library and like research uh, resources. And I wondered if there was something there. I know, I just, I'm immediately going back on something I just said, but... That's how we do these things. We have a conversation. Mm. Oh, well, what's it going back on? Like you wouldn't have met him out of costume. Oh, well, it can be Zenith. If you wanted to be mm-hmm. Zenith, that makes that makes perfect sense for me and my uncle. He's not a superhero, yeah. but he has superpowers. 
Ooh, okay. Oh. Mm. <laughs> mm. Hang mm. on. Now. What are you saying about my uncle, human? Ah! Back off. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not very good at subtext, but I'm pretty sure that no, no, no. was some Sorry, big... okay, actually, I am going to clarify that. What I meant was he's not acting. I mean, his power is seeing the future, right? He doesn't turn up and save someone. He just has that ability. Right, right. Like he's not in a team. He just or... occasionally stops someone on the train and is just like, don't get off at the next stop. And he's like, saves them, but they don't know. It's not It's not jazzy. Do you know what, mm-hmm. Lid? Yes, he does, and I love it. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> cool. So he's like a consultant to yeah. superheroes and stuff. Yeah. But we, we live quite an isolated life, the two of us. So the only thing that I can't quite square here is how Pip, well, how Zenith would know to go to my uncle. I think um, Pip and I know a character who would be able to have introduced them. Awesome. I like that. And I think, yeah, it would have been less of a sort of, oh, you've been personally introduced by this other character that we're not talking about. Mm. And more like, I've gotten in touch with him. And it's very much like a, how did you get this number kind of situation? Mm. Just like, oh, okay, uh, sure. (laughs) Come and have a look in my library, I guess. Yeah, I've got a few (laughs) books on that that topic. (laughs) Yeah, and I would have been there. You would have seen me like, I don't know. I I, I would have been polite, but... Yeah, I I also would have been polite, but weird and not taking the helmet off at any point. That's fine. (laughs) Just reading a book with a full (laughs) helmet. (laughs) Just have this vision of like this old library where everything is kind of propped up and it (laughs) smells of musty leather. And then you're there like dressed like you're out of Daft Punk. (laughs) <laughs> just the, and people turning to look at you but it's a library so they don't say anything you don't say anything in a library that's actually a, a really good pull for the look it's like if if one of the guys from daft punk was a ninja that's that's basically uh uh zenith's look awesome yeah i think he would have come like outside of public hours yeah i mean it's not to be clear it's not a public library it's really weird that you that maybe i think maybe we can establish that a few people have like through friends of friends contacts heard that oh maybe Owain who is my uncle has a, a tome or a book on this topic he's he's really dedicated himself to his collection and something you were interested in and through this contact that I don't know put you in touch with my uncle so maybe you visited a few times there is something nice maybe also potentially Maddie also given that he's actually not an active I wear a costume to go out superhero or he wasn't but he's had this ability and i have i assume been using it to benefit people in some way and kind of help however he can there's a potential for him having known my contact could we like establish that uh whenever you do studying montages there is a thudding bass yes. line yes. playing. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, non, non-diegetic, but still very much there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I like that. Uh, Reading faster, stronger. Actually, I yeah. really, okay, I'm, I'm sorry, Bladeweather, sorry, Morgan, I think loves Daft Punk and is playing it and it is it is diegetic. It's in the sea. It's actually, she's playing it and Zenith is trying to read. We're <laughs> <laughs> You just like, there's like a little workout station in the <gasps> library because it's like your house. That is so what you I can, work yeah. out to. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> right, making a note of that. <laughs> yeah, because like in Buffy, they work out in the library all the time. <laughs> We've had like a, a couple of sort of awkward, mm. you know, I've shown up at 2 a.m. <laughs> and, and I'm working out. Yeah, you're you're working out, doing a vigorous 2 a.m. workout. 
Um, yeah, and I've sort of come to look at some of the books and, you know, maybe it's uh, that your father's been like, look, he's... He's my uncle. Uncle, sorry. It's okay. Yeah, maybe he's sort of, he's gone to bed and you're there to, you know, let him in and... Yeah. Keep an eye yeah. on him. You're going to be up anyway. You're going to be up working out anyway. <laughs> mm. Two till three yeah, a.m. Cool. every day. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I've brought you like a glass of water with a straw in it, so you don't have to take your mask off. But you can. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Have you seen that like picture? I think they even showed it on Graham Norton, where like uh, Tom Holland was showing how he drinks coffee while in the Spider-Man suit, and there's a hole, and they pop out the eye. Yeah, and there's like a long oh my straw. Gosh. <laughs> Just have to imagine that, like, your Daft Punk helmet has a little, like, you press a, an, uh, an invisible kind of touchpad and there's a, like, and it opens up and there's a tiny hole and a straw yes! comes out. Yes! Yeah, if, um, if Morgan has at any point commented in the past that Zenith's helmet looks like the helmet from Daft Punk, the next time he's come back, he's got a different helmet. Oh. <laughs> like, just pre-designed it. And come back with a different one. Oh no! <laughs> do you think that there are any other crossovers of people meeting each other, or do you think that that's that's enough for now? I'm very happy to have more more interconnectedness if you want to have it. It sounds like uh, Morgan and and Zenith are pretty isolated. Mm. Yeah. If, yes. If Minnie has met Joseph Teller, uh, she definitely hasn't made the connection. And unless, if Morgan has come in to buy shoes, it doesn't sound like you come in so often that yeah. you get your own special stamp cards and then no, go shopping I was together. Say, I reckon I've come in to buy a pair of boots from you. Yeah. I was saying in the break that I'd decided that Morgan is very buff cool. and dresses like Jessica Jones. Yeah. <laughs> so it has a little vest that will show her tattoos off, black jeans and black boots, like biker boots. So presumably they last quite a long time, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so. that's not really the kind of shoe that we sell as well. Oh, like, we're just right. a just a very ordinary shoe shop. It's a it's an extremely ordinary job. It is. I don't think they would have met, but I like to imagine that if Minnie had met Joseph in like civilian mode, that she would have been absolutely fascinated by him because he is just <laughs> The most mundane human human you could imagine. Come tell me about it. Teach me, master. Oh, he's wearing jeans and a grey hoodie. Ooh. Oh my god! Like furiously making notes. This is going to be my next article. Yes. Huh? Hmm. Um, I think. I reckon. I don't think Adib and Morgan have met, but I think. So your superhero persona is like public, right? Yeah. Albeit new, I think she will have. She'll know who you are. Yeah, as as the turban on TV. Yes, she'll know. Yeah, sorry, of course, that's what I meant. She'll know the turban. She'll know who the turban is. Do you wear the same turban out and about? Like it sounded like you do, just generally, or is it a quick change scenario? I'm usually carrying a backpack with my right. main stuff, so uh, I just switch it. And my backpack would have like two different colors from inside and outside, so I just flip ah. it outside out. So very it's, thoughtful. It's like black it. when I'm because it's black, so it would match with my uh, uh, main clothes, the jeans and the shirt. Mm-hmm. But from uh, when I flip it to my normal clothes, it would have you know blue or 
thread yeah. or I'm guessing because you do the fabric manipulation, yeah. your quick change is proper quick change. Like it's like boom. Uh, how, how did yeah. that happen? Incredible. The boots are the tough part. I need to <laughs> <laughs> I need to stop and put them on. Like jumping and trying to put them on and <laughs> I like the idea that like once Minnie worked out that you're the turban from the shoes, you've been kind of working together without expressly talking about being superheroes, but you're like, do you know a quicker way to get shoes off and on? And Minnie's like, oh, you know, that's, um, that's interesting. Uh, but doesn't say <laughs> that she knows roughly where like that might be. In it. And so you've, you've kind of been sketching out ideas on how to do better boot quick changes yeah perhaps this week you might like to try a, a pair of converse <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> wear some you know some vans yeah just have you tried non-leather shoes that might help yeah <laughs> actually any shoe not made of leather <laughs> rubber soles are going to be a problem but yeah. you can at least change the color we've got you some of those socks with the toes <gasps> toe socks. Oh, gross toe socks, yes. Oh, no, please don't wear them. <laughs> just, just don't ruin a cool character. All right. Um, so, yeah, it sounds like we've got a little a little web of uh, connections here. Um, I am also aware that on your character sheets that there is influence that you can give out to members of your team. Now, I'm not sure if it's exactly going to work because we're doing it slightly different from how the game intended because you're meant to have all met before... The game starts in the book as written, but for this, you are all meeting in the game. But if there's any influence that you want to give another character, then you can do that. So it basically gives um, mechanical benefits to someone else for roles against them. Uh, Minnie thinks Adib is heckin' cool, so you've definitely got influence over her. (laughs) I would probably give to Zenith as uh, the historic... He seems to know exactly what he's doing while I'm just winging it. Sure. But you make such cool fabric wings, like... (laughs) I will... I think this is maybe something that Morgan might know, but I'm going to give influence to Morgan because I think Joseph personally, not that he would have expressed this, is fairly intimidated by her. (laughs) Um, She's up 2am working out. Just so strong. I don't fully. I mean, I was going to ask actually. Does does Morgan superhero? Does she go out and? Um, no. Okay, so yeah, I like that. So it's like I have no idea, even yeah. if you have powers, honestly. Yeah. Although I've mm, probably could find out. She does disappear a lot through a door at the end of the library that you've never been through. Right. But then it's not that weird because you've never been there. You know, oh, not you've never been there. You haven't been there very often, so it's not that weird. It's not like a glowing portal or anything that just goes warm, oh, no, no, no. warm, warm. Like her eyes. No, no, no. It's <laughs> <laughs> a human door. Um, I don't know what influence. I guess it would have to be. Yeah, absolutely. Don't have to um give an influence to anybody if you don't think it would make sense for the narrative. Can you? So what's this? What is this going to do? What am I signing? Contract. When someone has influence over you, it means you care about what they do, say, or think. And um, at any time, you can give influence to any character who doesn't have influence over you. And adults automatically Uh, have influence over you when you first meet them. Um, When you have influence over someone, you can take plus one to all moves targeting them 
including rejecting their influence. And to take advantage of your influence over someone, you can give them a minus two on a move they just made, inflict a condition on them, or take an additional plus one to a move targeting them. And uh, there are more rules about it, but oh, so that's like a neg. It's like a negative thing. You can, yeah, you can you can make your rules better or make their rules worse. Ah, I'm sorry, Pip. Were you suggesting that Zenith had influence on Morgan, no. or Morgan had influence on Zenith? Other Zenith? way around. Oh, it got like, you. So sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you were attempting to make moves, use any moves against me, you would have gotcha. Or like you know any other ones that are like assess a person or find out more. Yeah. You would have a a bonus on that yeah against me personally i'm very happy with that then yeah that makes sense so yeah just before we finish up i'll just go over some of the basic mechanics partly partly for me to make sure they're in my brain and partly for the audience too that they've got an idea of how the game works um so for every roll you use two six-sided dice and add the label required by the move that you're using so labels are your stats in this game and the labels are danger freak savior superior or mundane and they kind of represent how you see yourself and they can change throughout the game. Uh, you can, I think at any time you can move one label up and one label down. So it's like kind of balancing it out. Uh, and when you roll your two six-sided dice and add your stat on a six or lower, you fail. On a seven to nine, it's a mixed success. And on a 10 or higher, it's a success. And also, if you fail a roll, even though you haven't managed to do that particular action, you mark potential. And when you have five potentials, when you failed a roll five times, then you can take an advance and basically level up your character a little bit. We fail forwards. Yeah. And there's also a mechanic called team, where it's basically a pool of a resource that you can use as a group. And so at the start of every session, there's one team in the pool. And whenever you enter a battle against a dangerous foe, you add two. And depending on whether there's certain conditions are met at this point, you can add and remove team from the pool at this point as well. So it's basically like the leader of the team has specific things that they can do with a uh, team as well. So it, yeah, depending on how the group dynamics work, you can kind of figure out who's the leader at the moment, or if there's no leader, we can also figure that out. Uh, and you can also use team selfishly. So you can remove a team from the pool to like benefit yourself and not anyone else. Ooh. And then you also have conditions. When a move tells you to mark a condition, you can choose from afraid, angry, guilty, hopeless, or insecure. And each of those gives you a penalty to one of your basic moves. So these are the moves that any character can use. And if you are asked to mark a condition and have no more conditions to mark, then you are taken out. You're either unconscious or you've run away. So there's no there's no dying per se, unless it's incredibly narratively necessary. But in like in most cases, it's just like nah, this this fight is not going well. Mm -hmm. So uh, the conditions are hit points, effectively. Yeah, cool. effectively, they're your hit points. And to clear a condition, you have to take a specific action depending on which condition it is. So if you're angry, then you need to hurt someone or break something important. Or someone else can clear a condition for you by using like comforting and supporting moves. Or when you defend someone, you can clear a condition as well. So doing nice things for other people or having someone do something nice for you helps. Yeah, I think those are the main mechanics of the game. And that comes to the end of our little character building episode. So thank you so much for listening. And uh, I hope you're as excited to meet our wonderful player characters as I am. Just an ordinary human. Like, no no yeah. wonders whatsoever. <laughs> just super normal. Yeah, just so many, so many humans doing such human things. Yeah. 
<laughs> and I would now like to ask our wonderful players uh, where we can find them on the internet and if you have anything to plug. And I would like to start with Lydia, please. Oh, cool. Uh, I am Lydia. You can find me on Twitter at Lyd Nicholas. You can watch my chickens be live streamed at uh, twitch.tv forward slash urban chooks. You can even feed them via a, a Lego connected contraption. <gasps> Um, yeah, I know, it's getting cooler. (laughs) And, you know, I do other ordinary human things. (laughs) Excellent. amazing. All right, Ahmed, um, where can we find you on the internet? Uh, You would find me almost everywhere at Mr. Underscore Aljabri. I am usually on Twitter, but you'll find me on uh, everywhere. (laughs) I I do cultural consulting. I write uh, adventures, usually for Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, that's me. Incredible. And Lowry, how about you? Um, you'll find me on Lowry Tweets, which I, I am starting to tweet a bit more. So I am now earning my name on Twitter. And I guess in other places on, in Rustic Quill, Enthusiasm, give a little plug for our very lovely happy chat show. And yeah, that's it. Sweet. All right. And Pip. Yes, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Pip underscore Gladwin. And um, I haven't given enough thought to when this is going out, so I don't know what I'll be in that's coming out around the time that this is coming out. (laughs) I'll be in something on RPG, Realms of Peril and Glory. Uh, Check me out on there and on Twitter. And uh, yep, finished now. (laughs) (laughs) All right. You can find me on Twitter at Maddie underscore abstract, where there are links to all the various things I do. And we hope to see you next time on Chapter and Multiverse. But until then, from all of us here in the Space Between Worlds, goodbye. 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 Chapter and Multiverse is a podcast distributed by Rusty Quill and licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike 4.0 International License. It is directed by Maddie Searle and produced by Natasha Johnston with executive producers Alexander J. Newell and April Sumner. The Eternal Tavern Keeper was played by Kareem Crawford. This episode was edited by Lorianne Davis and Maddie Searle with music by Nikova Teze. Thank you for listening. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello, listeners. This is Kareem, letting you know about the latest Rusty Quill original podcast on Neon Inkwell, The Pit Below Paradise. The Pit Below Paradise is a US coming-of-age tale set years in the future in the ruins of a burnt world. Small communities struggle in the ashes, and in Paradise Village, Dorian is set to sacrifice himself for the hope of a better tomorrow. At least, that's what he thought. But when the date of prophecy is pulled into question, Dorian's whole world is turned on its side. Forced to attend college to keep up appearances, Dorian meets Will, a former gravedigger with no reason to suspect his vibrant new roommate might soon be facing death, and Ruth, a returned runaway trying to make peace with the past. As Dory only just starts to learn about herself, 
She's forced to choose whether she still believes everything she was told growing up, or whether she wants to place her trust in a wider, more daunting world that she's only just come to know. The Pit Below Paradise is available now on Neon Inkwell, our ongoing home for full cast fiction podcasts written by creators from all around the world. Just search Neon Inkwell wherever you get your podcasts.